Hey, it's Brian from Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories, and while Murdoch and I are hard at work on brand new episodes of Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories for 2021, wanted to use your brain space this week to check out a brand new show on our network. It is called Hypotheticals, and it stars friends of mine, Charles Wilkerson and Kelsey Hall. And yes, I also get to hang out. But it is an insane, silly game show of sorts using a game based on Chuck Klosterman where the answers don't matter as much as the questions. And I know. That's a strange concept. You're just going to have to listen to it to understand exactly what that means. So um, what we have done is uploaded the first episode of that show into the feed this week for you to check out and see what you think. And then you can access it through our website, wearethestoryguys.com, or you can find it anywhere you like to stream your shows at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc., uh, brand new episodes go up on January 6th, the, the next episode. Uh, the pilot is up now, and that is what you are about to hear. The very first debut episode of a brand new show on the Story Guys Network, Hypotheticals. Enjoy, let us know what you think. Send us an email at wearethestoryguys at gmail.com, and we'll talk soon, and we'll be back with a brand new Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories next week, right here. Thanks for listening. Charles? It's your ball game, buddy. Let's roll. Awesome. You are listening to Hypotheticals, an insane podcast based on Chuck Klosterman's game. Here are your hosts, Charles Wilkerson and Kelsey Hall. Hello. And one of my longtime friends, Brian Eichenberger, who's going to help moderate this. Moderator, producer, um, old guy, whatever you want to call me. I'm, I'm just honored that I get to hang out with cool, hip kids like you. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me to the party. You keep saying cool. It's not. You're in for a disappointment later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I, you know, we were talking about this before the show, but I was shocked that you guys did not know that you knew Chuck Klosterman from this game. And I have been a Chuck Klosterman fan for like 20 years. So Charles was pitching me this concept and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll do anything for you, buddy. And then he was like, oh, but it's this game by this guy called Chuck Klosterman. And I was like, oh, well, I'm 100% in and I might just take it over and do it without you if Chuck Klosterman is involved. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thrilled. This is exciting. Kelsey, why don't you tell the little bit about the backstory about this game and why we decided to turn it into a podcast? Well, so you introduced me to the game. I have no idea where you found it. But on Mondays, we would come into work and Charles would send out our question of the week. And we would all put our two cents in um, responding to a question. And we got some really great, hilarious answers. Um, And we thought it would make a great podcast. We definitely found out people's true colors. And it was really interesting to see because this podcast or the game itself was designed to get people talking and get them uncomfortable so you really can judge a person. I'm so nervous. I'm a people pleaser. For some reason, if you're listening to this and you like have no idea what's about to happen, here here's the concept, okay? I'm just going to read like the introduction of this game, which says, some people are extremely good at making small talk and these people are better known as idiots. These are the kind of humans who can talk to a stranger for 40 minutes without learning anything essential about who that stranger is. Are you one of those people, Charles? Uh, I think I can make small talk pretty pretty fun. So, yeah, I am one of those idiots, unfortunately. Kelsey? I am not that type of idiot. I'm sure I qualify in another way. So, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an introverted extrovert. That's not 
what he asked. It is a real thing. <laughs> I like how over the last I, like four or five years, the answers to that question have gotten way more complicated. Like people used to just say that you're one or the other, and now everyone I know is like some. They're like I'm part porcupine and part extrovert and part unicorn <laughs> and a little bit of introvert. You nailed it there. That you described me to a T. All right. So <laughs> this continues with. Uh, I refuse to be that kind of person. I refuse to make small talk. I don't care what the situation is or what the protocol is supposed to be. I see no value in asking someone friendly, non-adversarial question that neither party really cares about the answer. Instead, I prefer to ask questions where the solution is irrelevant. I pose hypothetical questions where how one answers the query matters way more than the literal conclusion. This game represents those questions. So what we're going to do is every episode... I'm going to ask one of these questions and then moderate the conversation between you two yahoos trying to figure out what it says about us in our response to uh, these questions. So are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. The question today is called Forever 75. You celebrate your 75th birthday in good health. As far as you can tell, you are a spry, relatively normal 75-year-old, and this condition does not seem to change over time. When you celebrate your 80th birthday, you look and feel exactly as you did on your 75th. When you hit 90, you still look and feel 75. And on your 100th birthday, you realize that most of your friends are dead or dying, but physically, you are the same independent person you were 25 whole years ago. You hit age 110, same results. Every year, you're celebrating a new birthday without physically evolving beyond the age of 75. Doctors have absolutely no explanation for this inexplicable stasis. How old would you have to be before you would start to seriously believe that you are immortal? Ooh. All right. Uh, I'm going to move the conversation. This is the way this is going to work. I mean, think about how you react to things. Okay. Like if you wake up one morning and you're like, I think I don't feel good. How long into the day does it take you to decide you're sick? This is like, so I'm trying to baby step to the question, right? It's like, because what this question really yeah. is, is it's, a, it's about how well do you know yourself and how willing are you to believe crazy things? Three days. Wait, <laughs> wait, is this about the sick question or the 75 forever question? <laughs> the sick question. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. We're baby stepping. I was thinking, I was thinking really hard. We're, we're baby stepping to the elevator. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so, so it would I take- would say three days like i have to get pretty sick before i'm like man i'm i'm sick i need to go to the doctor so do you remember that episode of friends where monica's trying to convince everyone she's not sick yes she's like, no i feel great <laughs> so you're you're more like that it really takes a lot most of the time yes okay charles let's baby step to 75 forever okay let's let's use the sick question how many days does it take you to realize you're sick Oh, one day. Like if you're miserable for one day, like for me, I'm like, all right, I'm done. This is it. This is the COVID. I'm I'm not gonna make it. I have I have all the diseases. Like you never wanna go down that rabbit hole of, oh, I'm sick. I'm gonna Google my symptoms because you're dead by the end of the day. <laughs> you you're redoing so for your me, will. For me it's definitely one day. Like if you feel crummy for one day, you're like, All right, I'm sick. I'm just gonna take it easy the next day and get better. I think there's a follow-up question here, which I think I know the answer to based on both your responses, which is how long does it take you to go to the worst extremes? So Charles, how long does it take you to go from, Hey, I might have allergies to like, I definitely have COVID-19 and I'm going to die next week. (laughs) Oh, I think it's relatively the same. Like I give it a good solid day. You do (laughs) day by day. You got to go day by day. 
I mean, I have so if many your stories. Your symptoms worse day by day. You probably have COVID. I, I have so many stories of my wife spending time on WebMD and then not telling me that she's done it, and then living in this weird stasis where she's like trying to put on a happy face, but pretty sure she has lung cancer for the fourth time. And it, it, but it takes three days, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how long? I mean, when do you start using WebMD, Kelsey? Like if you're sick. immediately, immediately, but you're, but you're not convinced for three days that you actually, that any of those things could be true. Correct. I just worry, arbitrarily worry for about three days and then I'll seek um, some real help if I'm still sick. And I'm interested but in whether... 99% of the time it is allergies. <laughs> yeah. Especially here in this part of the country. 100%. Yes. So I waited out, you know, normally like first day, don't feel good. Next day, oh, I'm feeling better. And then third day, boom, don't feel good. I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to go get it checked. Okay. Okay. So w- here's another thing I want to know about you, because I think this plays into this question. So this is the this is the next step to the, to the larger question mm. is who do you tell now this gets complicated when we play 75 forever because you're going to have to have new people in your life to talk to because everybody's going to be dead (laughs) but but when you're sick are you the kind of person who says if i don't tell anyone it'll go away or are you like if i tell everyone they'll feel bad for me and i'll get over it faster i normally don't tell anyone and then you're the type of person if there's a zombie attack and you get bit you're hiding it from all of us you are the worst (laughs) so charles i'm that person where i don't tell people but then they're like you don't look like you feel good and i'm like no i just have low-grade fever and they're like go home do you take that as the largest insult when someone tells you you don't like oh man your energy seems low like that to me is like the death flow i'm like you might as well have just told me that you think i'm ugly and never want to talk to me again my energy's not low. <laughs> but the problem is I have so much energy all the time that it's real obvious when I don't feel good. So people are always like, bro, something's up. I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine. Mine's always the voice. People are like, you don't sound good. Or like, I'll be like real pale, won't put makeup on. They're like, you don't look good. I'm like, gee, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. This is just my real face. <laughs> so for me, at- uh, my wife will always go, man, you have a really bad attitude. And I was like, yeah, because I don't feel good. So my attitude's not going to be good. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've established a baseline of who you two are in a general, regular odd or situation where the circumstances are changing on you, right? Sick is a good example. Mm-hmm. So this is actually mm-hmm. what we're talking about, though, is the opposite of sick. We're talking about, oh, my God, I'm going to live forever. So how long do you think, I mean, the question gets us up to 110, right? So at this point, you've, Al Roker is old news. You've been on the Today Show at least three or four times because that starts at 101 or something, (laughs) right? So at this point, no one cares anymore that you're still alive. You're setting records. They're probably checking in on you. But the marvelous thing is that you're probably not in a nursing home, right? And no one can understand. People probably start questioning there might be like dateline nbc trying to go behind the scenes to prove if you're really as old as you are so at what point do you just decide i'm immortal or let me ask you this at what point do you start seeing what you can get away with in terms (laughs) of and that can be two two ways right that can be in terms of in public like what can you just do to people because you're old and you don't care but also you know like classic superhero montage where they're like, wait, 
can I can I jump off this building? Can I shoot myself in the foot? What will happen? How <laughs> long does it take you to do something like that? Well, for me, I would probably say, all right, so I'm 110. I'd give it at least a few years. So let's just say 115. Let's keep these numbers nice and, you know, organized. By 115, if I'm not dead yet, I am totally using this to my ability to have fun with. So there's a restaurant locally that will give you your dollar amount of your age off if you come in on your birthday. So I am going to order so much food and so much booze. I won't necessarily <laughs> eat it all, but it's just the principle of the matter. They're going to have some 115-year-old guy in here. Uh, yeah, give me two of the steaks. That'd be perfect. Um, and then then I, then people are going to ask. They're going to start interviewing you. So what's your secret in life? And that's when I would become the oldest Instagram influencer ever and be like, well, you see my – Secret to life is me undies. Me undies. A, I wear me undies every day, and that's why I'm 115. I just bought some, <laughs> uh, and the matching dog bandana. So your dog is going to match. This podcast is not sponsored by me undies. Your dog's going to match your underwear. Is that what I just heard? Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. They okay. It's a weird flex, it's Brian. Really you don't know weird. this about me, and this is going to make Charles mad. But they came out with a koala print, and uh, I love koalas. That's great. And me, meundies.com. Let's. I am. I'm quickly calling them after the show to see what we can get a sponsorship. Okay. I'm glad uh, you no. got to know me on this level. I, hey, we're already to underwear. I don't know where else there is to go. I think that I would be kind of excited if the thought crossed my mind that I was immortal, because I would totally be like, "Wow, I'm a vampire." So you would go straight to no, vampire? Like, you wouldn't be just like yeah. a normal immortal? You would so think that you would you, need to yeah. drink blood? Yeah. You said the word immortal, and I was like, Twilight. <laughs> Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Um, so this might be a curveball, or I don't know. Maybe it's where you thought I was going to go. But like at 110 on the day, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm immortal. I would go outside and see if my skin glows. <laughs> like glittery um i have a 13 year old i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) um so so this actually brings up a good point and this is where i was headed the interesting thing about this question is that you're 75 you're not 25 and so all of the fun hollywood versions of this have you with edward collin who's like you know, looks like he's 20, 25, whatever. He's in high school, but come on, he doesn't look like he's mm-hmm. in high school. And Vampire Diaries, also another great example of Ian Summerholder being so stinking hot, you know, and he's immortal and he's that hot all the time, right? But this has you at 75. So I'm not saying that there's not attractive 75-year-olds, but it's a different level of swagger, right? You don't, I mean, I don't know how many 75-year-olds you know, but I know a few and I know some that are getting close. And I'll tell you, Watching them closely, my parents, over the last 10 years, they really care way less about what people think, right? So, like, at a certain point, at 75, I think you just don't care. And then you live for another 25 years, but you feel that good, or another 35 years at this point, if we're at 110, and you probably really don't care, right? So, it kind of, it it takes out, though, the things that, like, the boneheaded answers to this question, which are like, you know... 
all the sex stuff that you would normally if you were 25 and you live forever. But if you're 75, mm-hmm. are you just going to water aerobics all the time? Like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? If you let's just forget about the the, the immortal mm-hmm. part. What are you going to do at 115, 120? So my grandpa's 78 and he goes out and he works on the farm every day still. Um, uses like the push mower. So I have a neighbor who's definitely (laughs) in that age range and he Mm -hmm. mows his lawn three or four times a week. Like his lawn doesn't need it. He's just bored and he comes out and he mows his lawn over and over. That's what they do. Old people love mowing lawns. How often do you think you would mow your lawn, Charles? I mow my, in the summertime, once a week. No, no, no. I mean, when you're 110, how old? How how much do you think? Oh, you're I guess you have nothing else to do. Most of your friends are dead, so there goes like pee knuckle night. Um, mm-hmm. Can't play video games anymore because I assume my hand eye coordination isn't as good as it is. So I guess standing by the mower is the sweet release of getting out of the house. Um, <laughs> you could play golf. I, no, I'm terrible at golf. I tried to golf. I am a garbage. But at you golf. have a lot of you time. You have twenty five. 25 years, Charles. Can we talk or about the financial the financial implications of this? Like, how are you still hanging on? Well, I think I would sell my... If I truly believe I'm immortal, I would do dumb stuff a la jackass, but be the 75-year-old and be like, yeah, you can... Uh, you know, I'll do a line of cocaine with you. I'm 75. It would just be bad grandpa. Or, yeah. It would be real be like bad yeah. grandpa. Yeah. Okay. And... Hmm. or be a social influencer. Like I said, uh, the reason I've lived so long is because of a purple mattress. It's fantastic. (laughs) I wouldn't sleep any other way. Yeah. (laughs) When I was creating a website for my 110th birthday, I used (laughs) (laughs) So this brings up an interesting question. Charles has figured out how to monetize his old age. But yep. is, is there a non-on-the-farm way that you would monetize your old age, Kelsey? You know, the more that we're talking about it, like on my 110th birthday, I would probably, like I said, go outside, see if my skin glistens. <laughs> then I'd probably just like fall sense. into a deep, dark depression and just be sad and just read about like conspiracy theories and stuff so and the- try to figure out how this happened to me that I would probably turn into like a crazy person who's like obsessed with finding out why it was me. Maybe it's the meundies. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> would you, would you try to kill yourself? Both of you. I want to know this from both of you. Uh, I mean, I, I think I hit 150. I think I'm going to go out with a spectacular thing. I'd sell like tickets for me to like evil can evil myself over the Grand Canyon. And they're like, dude, 150 year old's gonna try this. This is gonna be epic. Like he's gonna die. And it's gonna be broadcast on live TV. It'd be great. Like I would have money lined up for my family down the road. And I would go out in a great blaze. But you're immortal. Allegedly, I'm allegedly immortal. The well, question doesn't state if it doesn't we are state immortal. whether or not you're actually immortal. You you may just be really, really good point. Like you just quit aging, or or there's some sort of thing that you did. It's the undies. I don't know what it is. It's something that's well, keeping. What you if you really are dry. immortal, Charles? Like, like what if you survived that? If I survived my epic jump over the old Grand Canyon, I think I would try to go next. I'd be like, cool. I'm gonna swim across the Atlantic. 
you know Alcatraz. Well, this here's this comes back to my earlier question, which is at what point do you start trying this stuff? You you're saying 150, so you're gonna hang on for another 40 years before you start seeing if you can kill yourself. And no. I'm not saying like necessarily I mean, that you're wanting to commit suicide, but I'm saying like that you no. would say like I wonder if I can chop my finger off and it'll grow back. Like I wonder at what point this is gonna run out. Yeah, right? maybe 120. Do five years of uh, scamming people. I mean, and social influencing people. <laughs> and, then, and but by 120, like every birthday, like if I'm immortal, I'm doing a birthday celebration, a la like weekend at Bernie's, where I will try dumb stuff and we'll just see what happens. But if I do die, I want you to continue to party with my corpse the rest of the weekend. That's so the only caveat. I, this is an interesting conversation to have in light of a worldwide pandemic, right? Because I think if we'd had this conversation a year ago, it would be a little more lighthearted. Now, the idea of living forever and not having the people that you're, you know, that, like your kids and your family and all that yeah. stuff, like, and being on your own, it sounds awful. Because there's a version of it, no one's at that right now. I mean, none of us are at that. But like, there because we're living like the same day over and over and over, and we have been for eight months. Like, we're getting a taste of a little bit what that's like to like not have a real any sort of like change coming and any sort of break in the mm-hmm. monotony. And I'd say it does not living forever does not sound fun. No, but jumping over the Grand Canyon does. <laughs> And sparkling in the sunshine. Sounds great. Okay, Kelsey, go for it. You think it sounds great? Tell me. Convince me. Uh, No, I mean, I'm just, I know myself, I'm not a very, like, risky, like, person. I don't ride roller coasters. I don't do anything. Like, if there's a bee outside, I've never been stung by a bee. If I walk outside and there's a bee, I go back in the house because there's nothing so important outside that I need to be stung by a bee. Like, Wait, this sounds like its own hypothetical. So you have <laughs> an important business meeting that is going to net you. Did you say business meeting? Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to net you a million dollars. All kinds okay. of honey. And I might run real fast past the bee, but I will yell. You will hear me coming. What's the thing that you would turn around and go back in your house and skip that business meeting because it's in your yard, Charles. I feel a little bit that what? way about raccoons. I'll be honest. God gave them masks. Get them I'll out answer, of my yard. Charles. It's a koala. No, I would yeet that koala right across the yard. It's not nothing stopping it's me. So um, nice. I don't know. Like Komodo dragons kind of freak me out. <laughs> like, let's be real. They are one step away from a dinosaur. They're they're like bacterial infested mouse, like one bite and you're, it's not the bite that kills you. It's the diseases. Man, I went to the Cincinnati Zoo on a field trip when I was a kid and we definitely, we were in fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk on the bus on the way home about what those Komodo dragons were doing. It was oh, scandalous. Were they, were they trying to increase their population? They, they yeah, they were going for a home run. <laughs> they are an endangered species. How do you not? Like uh, I support mean, that, you know. I slow clapped it all the way out of the <laughs> exhibit. <I was> like, <laughs> way to go! Um, okay, okay. So back to this question. Yeah. I think I think we've learned some interesting things, right? Um, I I think we've learned that Kelsey is a little bit more of a denier, right? So it it would take her a while to come to grips. She's also a little bit more of a Stephanie Meyer fan. So her first Woo. her first test would be to figure out. 
if she was a vampire. And I also like that you're not going to Bram Stoker for that. You're going to Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> you're like, yeah, what if I look, do I yeah. look like diamonds? He would be my second pick. But, you know, maybe I could, like, make it into, like, a remake of a Twilight movie. Charles has a lot of faith in the industrial complex that is Instagram, that it will be around in a hundred something years. You're okay with uh, also putting yourself out there um, in all of your 75 to 110 glory. Um, You know, we didn't talk about endorsement deals, but I do wonder who would like, we did talk about joke ones, but I'm thinking like, who would actually call you as a hundred person? They're one hundred percent wants me in those bathtub commercials. <laughs> <laughs> also, Metamucil. But like, do yeah. if you're seventy five, life alert, life alert. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, just at any moment, you could need that. Any moment. <laughs> All right. I, I, this I, jump sponsored by Life Alert. <laughs> I wouldn't jump over the Grand Canyon without it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I feel. I feel good about this. I feel like this was a, a good first time i i'm gonna um also do something that we do on the story guys podcast because we're on the story guys network and on the story guys podcast we tell each other stories and we give fake points so i'm gonna give you fake points today that's the other thing yes just as as producer i'm allowed to do so charles you get 50 points for the instagram idea i think it's really good kelsey you get you get 52 points for stephanie meyer being uh, who you think of as the vampire expert in pop culture. And it might be because I have a 13-year-old and I'm staring right now in the windowsill at a Team Edward candle that supposedly smells like diamonds in the sunlight. Just going to tell there you, you go. it does not. It does not. I don't. Like I'm not strongly affiliated with a team, though. Are you not? No. Well, so I read the books and I was Team Edward, but the movies, Team Jacob all the way. <laughs> Takes wow. his shirt off, and you, I, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say about that. I even watched Abducted. Um, all right, guys, this has been awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's been really fun. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at hypotheticalpod. And if you have any of your own hypothetical questions, send them to us um, and check out our next episode. And you know what I make everybody say on the Story Guys Network at the end of every episode? Keep telling Keep- stories. Oh, wait, are we saying it together? <laughs> we can Yes. We're separate. <laughs> Say it together. <laughs> okay. All right. One, two, three. Keep, Keep telling, telling stories. stories. <laughs> that sounded so bad with the delay. <laughs>